Welcome, listeners, to Breaking Tides. This is the final episode of Breaking Tides for Season 1, where we will be discussing uh, the events, the wild happenings that was our finale. <laughs> With me, as Damn. always, are Chester Lydon and BJ Ingate, our How stars. How you doing? It's me. Michael Vsauce. Vsauce, yeah. Welcome. Uh, now, this this is going on the main feed, right? Yes, it, it is. is. So, hello, everyone, for the oh, first time since, I believe, our first Breaking Tides episode. Yeah. Don't get jealous, patrons. We've got to give everyone else a little bit of love as well. Explain what the hell is going on and how this is going to, how the next season's going to work and also how you can enjoy all that extra content. Basically, we're doing a four-part show that's a prequel. It's coming out only on Patreon, Patreon so you're going to have to check that out. Yes, we have some very exciting things lined up for Patreon, including uh, some new tiers for supporters, which include new little bonuses and perks and a bunch of other exciting things. But we'll talk about that a little bit uh, in more detail soon. For right now... Uh, actually, for right now, I've got a little present for the two of you. Oh, no. I oh, know. No. Is it your presence? Is it my presence? Because no. we've been suffering through that for 23 episodes. <laughs> Not 24 for annoying Not reasons. Not 24. Anyway, I'll go grab reasons. them. Oh, okay. That was not expected. No, it was not. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, listeners, we don't really uh, edit a lot for uh, Breaking Tides. <laughs> this is really a stream of consciousness podcast. Yeah, pretty much. How you doing, BJ? I'm pretty, pretty good. I'm How are you good. feeling about our uh, long recording session of the finale? Look, I was... Like, I, I kind of... A few episodes ago, I was worried about Alistair dying and kind of haven't thought about that at all during the finale. And then, like, today on my way here, I was like, man, Alistair could die today. <laughs> like, this could be it. This could be the end. So. Oh, no. Still alive. This wasn't the end for you. <laughs> this wasn't the end for me. Yeah. Yeah, I did, you didn't see that coming. Chester that- is bringing in what looks like uh, picture frames. frames. Yeah. So you'll be able to see these on our Twitters and all that type of stuff. So. I, oh, PJ's going to record this, uh, depending on how bright it is. So I got these done for the two of you. Oh, wow. They look amazing. That is fantastic. Wow. Thank you. Is this a Spixie original? No, so I got these commissioned by an artist called Liz on Twitter. Right. Well, that is fantastic. We'll have to link her. Thank that you so much. That is so cool. Yeah. Thank you. Do you have one for yourself? No. You and I will share this one. We'll put it up in the recording studio. Yeah, that's what I thought. We'd take down the picture of the bear. Yeah, the bear can go. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's so cool. That's really cute. So, for listeners listening at home... Um, without television. Without television, yeah. Listening on your televisions with the colour turned down, I guess. <laughs> um, Chester has handed Aubrey and I a, a framed artwork of Ernest... <laughs> Very enthusiastically trying to give Alistair a hug, and Alistair is not having it. <laughs> and it looks very, very nice. Yeah. Thank That's you. Very cool. Well, that no. is very special. Yeah. That That's really the reason special. why we delayed this recording. <laughs> that and that Aubrey hadn't had time to write yeah. the finale. Aubrey came up to me and was just like, so yeah, we should, uh, we should be able to finish this uh, recording. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, I, I've only just commissioned the artwork. And then, yeah. luckily enough, we... Uh, 
we didn't finish it last week, so. Uh, oh, is this what you were sending our sister down to um to Office Works for? Oh no, I sent her down because I forgot the USB when I got them printed. I left my USB there. Oh, I see. And I had oh, I had I had audio files for this. And I was like, I don't want to have to move those again. <laughs> so it's kind of need to go and get it for me. Very very good, very good. Oh, wow, thank yeah. you. I will find somewhere in my room. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so. We had the finale. A lot happened. Um, can you pick a favourite moment? Can you pin down your favourite moment of the finale? Oh, it's got to be the the chat. The chat. The great chat. You enjoyed that? Yeah. Oh, gosh. That was so painful. Yeah, it was painful. But, like, we've been leading up to that for 23 man. episodes. It was good. Oh, man, Ernest. I don't like Ernest being this way. It's so annoying. It's not this- quite the, the SpongeBob-esque happy-go-lucky boy scout of your imagining this isn't how he's supposed to be he's supposed to be spongebob uh, i can't believe i have to give a character depth (laughs) well i think we always talked about like like right back at the very beginning when we were talking about characters we were saying that like ernest and alistair like on the surface alistair is very messed up and ernest is very centered very friendly and then we were like, we should have like the end of the season where something really bad goes wrong and Ernest just completely flips out and Alistair is the normal one, like <laughs> trying to carry. So like, I only remember that the other day, but we kind of did that, which is cool. Just about. Yeah. Um, I reckon Bernie showing up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll uh, be I'm going to do so many music things with that. I'll be honest. I'm going to add trumpets. I planned that the moment I decided to have him stabbed. Really? <laughs> yeah. So okay. I because we I, were debating with Aubrey like after last recording of just like Chester was trying to convince him that Bernie should come back, and Aubrey's like, nah. And I'm like, nah. He's got to stay dead. And I was like, it's it works for character reasons. It lets Ernest know that you know, like, now everything is his fault. Yeah. And Aubrey's like, oh, oh, you know, he <laughs> sips, sips his glass of wine. He's like, oh no. <laughs> I haven't started Literally. drinking while recording yet. We'll see how season two yeah, goes. To be fair, it was while we were having dinner afterwards. Yep. Um, but yeah, I loved the idea of that sort of... Because in my mind, I don't know if it really comes across in the podcast, but in my mind, Bernie is just the... Uh, he's kind of like the deputy sheriff in every Western. He's quite well-meaning. He's a bit of a, an everyman's hero type of thing. Um, and he's normally a bit bumbling, but he gets these moments where he gets to kind of come through as the hero. And for me, that was that kind of... And he finally got to use his gun. Yeah, that he got to have that moment of he's not stealing the whole scene or any of those things, but he gets to do his job, which is to protect you guys and provide uh, a clear path out. Yeah. And to have Rain there doing that sort of stuff was yeah, great too. Yeah, that was cool. Um, so I think we should probably talk about the amount of stuff that was pre-planned in this yes because me and Aubrey talked about Randy losing a hand about a month ago mm-hmm. I think once we watched Young Frankenstein we were like oh well my thing was like okay so we've had the the Children of the Tide stuff which is good but we need a a rising sense of of danger in it and you changed that to uh, Bernie being stabbed mm-hmm Whereas my original thought that I suggested really well. to you was Randy getting badly hurt. So you swapped those around. because I did, Partly because I didn't want to like just take your idea and then you would be expecting it. Yeah. And then I think we planned on this happening to Ernest from about... I'd say the stuff in the caves with Cheshire. 
is when we started talking about the cube. The cube. Well, Aubrey suggested Aubrey came up with the cube and all that type of stuff. But I was talking about having that type of ending around there because I was just yeah, like, yeah. that's. Because my whole goal for this was for season one to be completely enjoyed on its own. So if someone stops watching episode 23, they've enjoyed an entire story. Mm-hmm. But then 20, ending it with that allows for different stuff to happen, really. Yeah. yeah. And I think we we talked about Alistair leaving. Because like, I think... I don't remember if we talked about this on previous Breaking Tides, um, but we talked about like the basically us us three at some point had talked about like what's what's the the good kind of um triumphant ending for our characters and what's what's the if they were to die how would it happen and i think we talked about alistair being his like final triumph would be he he gets to the point where he feels like he can leave the island and go and live his life and he's not kind of harbored by everything that happened to him when he was younger um, which we'll probably unpack properly in season two, but mm-hmm. so we talked about that, and then we were like, okay, so what about Ernest? <laughs> yeah, because that's kind of the thing with with Ernest, especially after this stuff that's happened now. Whether he can really stay with the Rangers now that he knows he's been <coughs> lied to so much, and like not involved in the in what's going on, really. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of those sort of things. Uh, in terms of the cube, uh, that as an object and a possible <coughs> plot twist had come about because um, I listen to a, a heap of other podcasts that do similar stuff to what we do. Almost all of them are D&D podcasts. Uh, mine, I think this one is the only one I'm aware of that uses a system created specifically for the show. You're just that extra. Yeah, He well, went to uni for this, guys. <laughs> Uh, decidedly not <laughs> um, but I one of the things I was kind of envious of is how well D&D uses magic items and these sort yeah. of items that elevate story and create chaotic possibilities and do those things and so um, the most famous perhaps of those items is the deck of many things it's sort of a literally drawing fate cards that will have huge far-reaching uh, effects and consequences. And so I kind of liked the idea of a Rubik's Cube being an equivalent for that. And we will actually explore the origin of of this cube and who created it, where it came from, what it does. Uh, that will be explored in a project we are going to be working on during the break. This will be releasing during the break, if you're a patron. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, but... Yeah, effectively, I, I drew up a, a, um, a table of things that this uh, cube would do when activated. And that's why I got uh, Ernest, who doesn't know what he's doing with it, to roll to see which one so he randomly... you didn't necessarily plan for him to disappear. It was all based on the roll? There were several different options of what the cube would do that it would involve transportation, disappearing, destroying, all sorts of things. Okay. Um, but there were other ones as well that would do other things, which I won't spoil because... Yeah. You know, we might we might continue to use that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of a fun idea of really wanting to end on a cliffhanger. Can I also just point out, um, in the episode where Ernest gets it, you fully gave him the choice. Because it was like, you know, a boring mirror, a hand, like a brush or something. He's like, he could totally have just picked the brush. 
It's like, yeah, well, we were going to have a big twist at the end, but Chester chose the wrong thing in the antique shop, so now he combs his hair. Yeah, well, that was a little bit a little bit strategic because the other options were like a cracked teacup and all sorts yeah, of things. Like, yeah, he like, wasn't going to pick wasn't... one of the boring things. But... No, it was the only remotely interesting thing on there. He could have refused to take it, which then yeah. I might have figured out another way. Um, but I did have a Grows lot more... legs and jumps into his pocket. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Dagon could literally, like, break into his house and, like, put it in his pocket or something. Who knows? <laughs> Dagon is not above that by any means. Um, but, yeah, I think for me, a few of those moments... Actually, no, here is my favourite moment, and this is entirely credit to Chester. I did not plan for Ernest to try and take Wilbur back from Mother. That was not planned. I planned that you would probably grab him and run and then we kind of have a bit of getting him off the island still in that state and so that you'd have you know the horde of the lost trying to pursue you or whatever but the the narrative effect of having Ernest basically go toe-to-toe with this unknown force inside of Wilbur's mind and to do that by combating memory with memory was so good because it allows us to understand more about Ernest and Ernest combating this sort of numbing coldness, darkness, emptiness with positive things from his own life. And for Wilbur to be able to, once that door's open, for Wilbur to be able to actually be very essential in taking back his own mind was really awesome. Yeah. But also for us to then be able to explore who Mother really was. And that's a whole she's still big out thing ish. Yes. Basically, I, just the scene with Lupin in Harry Potter 3. That's not a happy enough memory. <laughs> Something like that, yes. So you did discover um, a name connected with mother, which mm. is Alanya. And a few Alanya. key a few key memories and moments that I uh, came up with on the spot that I'll now have to figure out how fit how fit into that character. So I have a question for Aubrey. Um, yes. That's um, unless you needed to talk about any more than that no. before you. That's good. It's not much of a topic change, but I wrote down because I was writing down notes <coughs> while you were mm-hmm. doing the whole thing. Yes, BJ takes Chester. notes. Chester does not. No, Ernest operates on emotion. I also edit the episode, so I hear the stuff a lot of times. <laughs> yes, Alistair operates on notes in his own mind, so I figure it works. Uh, so something communicated with Herb at the radio station, mm-hmm. right? Which told Alistair essentially that whatever that was is not mother. Mm-hmm but also gave it more information. So my question is, did Wilbur possess the radio station? No. Okay. I don't think Wilbur has any agency. He's just... Well, I thought it was possible. Like, I thought he might have... Because if he's a conduit already for something, then maybe he either tapped into something else. No. So uh, we'll kind of explore it perhaps in season two, but... um, Essentially, in my world building, you have, you know, our ordinary world and we have a heap of what... I li- I really like the term preternatural because it refers to things that are... Um, they're not supernatural. They're not above nature, better than nature, higher than nature. They are preternatural. They are uh, outside of nature as we understand it. So I really like the idea of having humans who have preternatural abilities or tendencies or connections um and we'll get into that i have a few characters planned for season two that will explore a heap of different ways that you can have people who kind of straddle the line between the natural and the preternatural 
But Wilbur is essentially what you would call um, like a sensitive. They are someone who's mentally a very um, uh, open and prone to connecting with preternatural things. And because he's doing that, uh, Mother was able to use him essentially like a beacon, a watchtower, uh, without actually having to physically be there. And as you kind of will get the sense, Mother does not necessarily have a physical form anymore. And so she needed a conduit. Yeah. Sure. Uh, that's not really spoiling things because I haven't written season two yet and I don't know what's going to happen in that, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> so we literally cannot spoil it. I have a heap of ideas. <laughs> I've actually, I've, I, I basically went, ah, here is season one. And then I went, ooh, I've got a great idea, but that's going to have to be season three. But now I know what season two is going to build towards. So now I know what the... Because you know what three is. Because I know what three is. <laughs> um, but yes, we That was we like will... us with Hostile Takeover. It was like, well, we know where we need to get to. Now we just need it for yeah. season two. Now we just need to build the roadblocks to get there. And we haven't got actually to season two yet. Yeah. But we'll get there one day. <laughs> yeah. So that was a heap of things going through uh, my head. Yeah. So the radio station was somebody else or something else. Something else which you will definitely interact with. And again, yep. uh, one of our projects during the, the break will give you some more hints and clues. But we'll get to that. It'll definitely be explored in season two. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, did we get, Chester, did we get your favourite moment? Yeah, Bernie. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Showing up. Yeah. Being himself. Being himself. And alive. And being <laughs> alive. Yeah. I hope it doesn't come off uh, too predictable that he wasn't dead. <laughs> like, you guys said that all originally. I think, I think um, you sold it pretty well that he was dead. Like, I wasn't expecting him to come back, so. Oh, good. Good, good. <laughs> so one more thing to mention, um, and I, di- I, I fully thought that it wouldn't come up, just the way that the the scene was going in the lake and all that sort of stuff, that it wouldn't come up. But we did actually get to the, um, what did I call it again? Cerebrospinal fluid. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> Which, yeah, I didn't know how much it would come up. I didn't really want to just leave it. Oh, there's a lake full of the lost mm. there. But um, so you guys, yeah, It's a Brain was sort of a, a line I really enjoyed. That was really good. I didn't expect that either. Yeah. So we'll get into uh, a bit of what that means now, but you guys have theories. You guys have already shared previously what you think the hive mind of the lost is about and some of those sort of things in Breaking Tides before. Mm. But for our mainstream of listeners who have not heard any of that what are a few of your um your theories i, I mean, won't confirm or deny any the patron the patrons know my theory is that basically turtle archipelago um <laughs> basically the archipelago is a giant turtle clearly um and only confirmed more by episode 23 we now know where the turtle's brain is and if you look at the map of the hookbar archipelago it makes sense Towards the top of the... Yeah. Yeah, towards the top of the, the shell. Looks like a dolphin. N- well, he's looking at the archipelago as a whole rather yes. than the island. Yeah, you know, like, like there's bits of, bits of shell that are higher and they're the islands. <laughs> I'm joking, but still. You don't know. It could be. Could, could be, be a giant turtle. Well, I reckon there's, there's the core of the hive mind, which is one person, which they messed with stuff that was outside their control. But I reckon... Rather than it being like an actual object brain, the lost themselves are the brain. The lost themselves exist and they're in like a state of eternally living within this fluid, basically, and they make up the brain and they're what's left of them is like 
contained in inside that underneath the fluid yeah yeah mm. Aubrey writing notes in the corner because <laughs> that's more interesting I think it's less of like oh they're being controlled by the hive mind no they are the hive mind yeah thing. Mm. I'll be honest I didn't do a lot of research into how the um, that word I struggled so hard to pronounce uh, last not last episode the episode decacyclops <laughs> Yeah. The, Yo, I love a good dodecocyclops. Yeah, the the particular uh, disease bacteria thing that works in ants where it essentially infects them, grows oh, yeah, inside yeah. them, kills like them. But it's a fungus thing. Basically Which fungus, is, yeah. yeah, I was like, they're not zombies, they're not. They're just inspired by the same things that inspired the zombies out of The Last of Us. Yeah. It's kind of almost similar to like first season of Star Trek Discovery. Sort of. No. Nerd. I don't know anything about this. I literally have watched not even the first season. <laughs> well, that's but they, they talk about like fungus networks and using that for various things. Yeah, similar sort of ideas. Yeah. So, yep, that's um, a lot of the stuff. It was nice to have it all come together. It was nice to have Sherman finally show up and kind of, you know, be explained uh, that he had been there all along had been working behind the scenes. Yeah. I had no idea how long it took me to figure out how to like tie all these different things together and not feel like I'm just forcing explanations into something to just be there so that I can't be like critiqued for not explaining stuff. Yeah, it's hard because like if you waited for us to question the right people, it'd be a 40 episode season. Very much so. Because we'd have to rely on my notes. (coughs) Just about. Yep. No, I wasn't going to, like, make you solve a mystery on your own. Go, no, you didn't get it. Sorry, we don't have a podcast anymore. Chester and BJ can't figure out my riddles. Yep. Their brains are too small. All right, well... They don't have island brain. Island brain. Turtle brain. Turtle brain. (laughs) Hashtag turtle brain lives. It's like Stephen King's universe. No, it's not. Should. It's not a turtle brain. Maybe you can do like a like a cliffhanger of like, did turtle brain live? Because they don't like we didn't resolve whether the explosive got set off. It's like, is turtle brain alive? Got like a, a turtle brain subreddit. Is English All broken? Is English broken? I think English is broken. <laughs> turtle brain. Turtle brain. Turtle brain be living? Question mark. Question mark. Exclamation mark. Uh, yes. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the break, about what we're going to be doing. Um, Yes, many projects. So one thing that we are going to be doing, we are going to be uh, revamping and changing some stuff for our Patreon. Uh, for one thing, I'm going to be taking over the editing of Breaking Tides and a bunch of those sort of things Woo. so that you guys don't have to do it because yeah, you guys have yeah. a heap of editing work and I'm pretty useless, so I'm going to learn to do some basic stuff to do Breaking Tides. Um, we're also going to be introducing, I believe, a $3 patron tier for those of you who... Um, I'm particularly interested in, you know, having to interact with us or, you know, listen to more content or any of those things, but who would like to chip in and do that sort of stuff. Um, there is a $3 support tier, which kind of has a thank you and a shout out, um, but not access to all of the categories of stuff. It buys us a packet of biscuits a month. We need that, guys. We need that. So if just four of you sign up, we have a packet of biscuits every time we record. <laughs> It's the lifeblood of this podcast. Really it's ice Vovos. We have ice, but I, which I thought was very in keeping with character for mm-hmm. today. They were on sale. Ooh. That's the only reason why. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been something else. <laughs> um, and we're also going to be introducing a $10 tier. I forget which currency that's in. 
I don't remember anymore. I believe it's ten dollars American. Ten dollars so American Australian. I think it's like thirteen dollars or something. Yeah, thirteen, fourteen dollars. Alright. Um, and that will be For you mad fools. To you mad fools who want to give us that much money. Uh, that will be exciting because we will be introducing two new shows as part of that tier. Now, Chester, do you want to tell us about the first one, the one that you and BJ, independent of myself, <laughs> will be handling? Yeah, so it's called uh, Transmissions from the Tower. Actually, no. It's called Tower Transmissions. So it is a in-world news broadcast show starring me and BJ as two grumpy old men talking about archipelago news. So it's basically if we made our other podcast or our live streams that we do, but in the archipelago world as old people. So basically <laughs> it'll be debating the weekly events of the episode, but from the citizen's perspective of not believing anything supernatural is going on. So it'd be like, yeah, so there was... There's weird purple light glowing out from one of the one of the mines last night. I reckon it was them just, kids in their disco balls. I, I completely, I completely agree, Earl. I know it's that type of thing. I, I, I know, Carl. It's just, it's <laughs> disgrace. Yeah, basically. Yeah, so it's, it's that type of thing. Yep. So that is definitely one thing we're doing. Utter nonsense, basically. That's Utter what you pay nonsense. us for. Utter nonsense. Yep. The other project that we'll be running on the uh, ten dollar tier is one I'm very excited for. We're going to start doing um, ongoing mini-series in different worlds, different uh, role-playing game systems. And we're going to start by playing a game of Mothership. Now, Mothership is a game, I believe, um, created by, or maybe published by Tuesday Night Games. Um, and we're going to see if we can live stream it as well. We're going to have a look at uh, different oh, ways of getting it to cool. you and a few of those things. That'll be fun. So, uh, Mothership is a horror survival uh, RPG system, which we're going to play as sort of sci-fi bounty hunters on a space station. A little bit Cowboy Bebop, a little bit Firefly, a few of those sort of things. Um, it'll be very fun. That show will be less produced, less edited. It'll be more like a traditional... Spend a night playing D&D play. &D with us type of thing. Yeah, it's a little bit more um, a little bit more freeform. I won't really pre-plan a lot. I'll be running it through the, um, the materials provided. We're going to be playing through... I think a pound of flesh is the um, the adventure that I found. It could also be fun to do that type of thing where we start and me and BJ never leave character from yeah. the second it starts oh, till it ends. That would be thing. fun. Yeah, so that'll be a really <laughs> like cool wear video. costumes, like <laughs> fully into it. Yeah. Now I will be putting my own spin on the story and characters and a few plot lines and things. It won't be directly from the book. So if you have played Mothership. Um, and that particular module, there'll still be new stuff, interesting stuff, uh, as nothing ever goes to plan when we do it. So that'll be happening on our $10 tier. Now, for those of you on Patreon on our uh, existing $5 tier, don't worry, all of those things will be continuing. There'll still be episodes of Breaking Tides uh, coming out with the official show. There will also be monthly Patreon bonuses um, of which we have a couple in the pipeline already. We have one where we played uh, Honey Heist. Yeah. Which nearly drove me insane. <coughs> um, and then uh, we have also just recently recorded a... Uh, I don't know what you call it. A date episode between uh, Jeremy and Bianca where they are chaperoned by Ernest and Alistair, which was a hoot and exhausting. That was a lot of fun. There was... Zero planning. Zero like, planning. Actually, zero planning. Yeah, I didn't actually plan to record it. We just had time, so we did it. 
uh, with it's entirely improv, so that should tell you a lot about what it's <laughs> going to be. Um, yeah, but a few exciting other things. We currently have uh, new artwork in development from Spixie Cafe, who did our original uh, thumbnail. She is making new art for us for season two, uh, which we will be giving you some sneak peeks at. I'm also working on some digital art of the archipelago map that I'll be releasing during the break. Many, many exciting things. You can also keep a lookout. Chester and I have been playing for a little while a short YouTube series where I uh, explain my method of creating the archipelago system, uh, which is complicated. So I'm basically going to give a rundown of the methods I use, what worked, what didn't work, and a rough guideline, a roadmap, if you will, of how to create your own RPG systems. And that'll be available on YouTube on the CMB Corp page, presumably. CMB Studios. Yeah. CMB Studios, sorry. Uh, and we'll link all those sort of things in our social media. So if you are interested in any or all of those different uh, projects we're going to be running, uh, yeah, get onto our social media. You can follow us and keep up to date with things or just check in every now and again. Uh, you can always chat to us, uh, especially through Twitter or uh, Reddit. We kind of check those things fairly regularly. So if you want to shout us out, say thank you, tell us that you hate us, any of those things, you can do that. You also uh, automatically get added uh, to our Discord if you join our Patreon. So if you want to chat to us that way, you can. Where we share a lot of memes that Aubrey makes about the podcast um, and talk about music and some plot stuff. You can also suggest uh, topics for us to talk about in Breaking Tides or drama games for us to play, those sort of things. Yep. So that is us. That, that is, is us. the last six months or so of... Um, yeah. Dark Tides season one. It's quite the uh, the little accomplishment. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, we did good, guys. We did good. Yeah. 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 Time for a nap. Oh, <laughs> it's time for dinner. It's time for dinner. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, listeners, for sticking with us through this whole season. Uh, it's been incredibly encouraging to see the show grow to get feedback from you, to see some of the fan art and those things. It's um, a wonderful feeling to share something that you are really proud of, uh, that you have created, and to see other people interact with it and enjoy it and get something out of it. So thank you for sticking with us. And we uh, hope very much to see you back again in season two. We are very excited. Goodbye, goodbye, good Good friends, goodbye, good friends. friends. Tomorrow's another day. day. I don't know this song. The moon, the bear, and the big blue house. Oh, this I know. We'll see see you very soon, I know. See you very soon. Goodbye, moon. Goodbye, moon. Yeah, see, I always just read the books. I didn't watch the TV series.